This is Slip and the Man, where we bring you the biggest topics and news to you, along with our jokes, thoughts, notes, opinions, outlook, viewpoints, and beliefs. Man, what a hell of a first week of football, man. I'd say it was. My team got its ass whooped, and I'm still happy. That's saying something for sure. It's it's definitely saying something. Your it's, team got a, a a good win on the road. Big, huge win, huge win. Absolutely huge, man. We got a lot to get into today, man. Of course, we're gonna go over what we feel are the biggest games of Week One. Uh, we're gonna give a little bit of a preview of what's going on in Week Two. Um, we're definitely going to get into a little bit of the MLB MVP conversation in the American League as well as the National League. And of course, we are going to do our picks of the week, which are different. We're doing all NFL picks against the spread. Man, I am excited for today. What do you want to talk about first? I have a feeling of what you're going to talk about first because you've been bragging about it all week. <laughs> Do you want to cover this now, or do you want to cover this later? Let's do it now. Let's get right into it. The Buffalo Bills versus Pittsburgh Steelers game. That's a huge-ass win for the Steelers. To absolutely shut down Josh Allen um, more than any team has able been able to do for a year. And Josh Allen did not look like old Josh Allen he just didn't have a good game. And I want to make sure there's that difference. He didn't regress. He, he definitely did not regress. However, he just didn't have a good game. And that's going to happen. It is. That is definitely going to happen. Um, but what do you? What did you see in that game that made you feel like, what did the Steelers do well to shut down Josh Allen? They made him throw the ball. They made him throw for like 50-plus times, I believe. They, I mean, he did have a couple runs, you know, that they, everyone was covered. He took off, did his thing where he skated the pocket, mate got the first down a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I mean, when you make a, any quarterback throw for over 40 times a get in a game, that means your defense is doing, you're stopping running. They don't, that's one thing Buffalo struggles right now. They don't really have a running back, like a good, elite running back to get the run running game going and that, that's what mm-hmm. josh josh allen needs he needs yeah. an, a true rb1 you can help control the clock he needs to have like that lamar jackson type style like maybe not the full-on rushing attack that baltimore has but they need more balanced i mean after that they might go into the next week it might just been their game plan they try to go air raid on the steelers but with he josh allen just needs to be able to have that run game to help make him make it easier on him. We doesn't have to throw that many times because he he cannot be doing that every week. I don't think there's many QBs that can throw over 50 times and safely say they're going to win that game. Um, you know, I think um, Aaron Rodgers may be able to throw it over 50 times and may be able to win the game. I don't even think Brady can throw it over 50 times and guarantee a win. I mean, it's just not good um, to be doing things like that. And Josh Allen definitely isn't that type of QB that you can depend on to throw over 50 times and think that you're going to win the game. 
I mean, the dude had 21 incompletions. Yeah. And only, and didn't even throw for over 300 yards. If you're if you're dropping back over 50 times, you better throw for over 300 yards and you better get more than one touchdown. He wasn't able to do that. No, not at all, which is so surprising because he has good receivers. Stefan Diggs still played. I mean, he might be a little roughed up, injured a little bit, but still, I mean, they shut Stefan Diggs down too, which was for me a big success because Steelers, mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Hayden just getting older. He's not able to that lockdown mm-hmm. corners he once was in his prime. And they lost Stephen Nelson last year, um, the free agency. And um, but a couple of their young cornerbacks stepped up. That like Cam Sutton came to play, um, mm-hmm. and they have a couple other young guys that, that did a heck of a job at least last week. So I just hope that they can that secondary can keep it up because if they can actually stop the pass, we already know yeah. they can stop the run. They got a big, um, yeah. great defensive front. They got great linebackers, but that secondary can keep it up. That's that's going to be the big mm-hmm. question mark going forward if they can keep playing like that. Yeah, that, that defense played phenomenally. Only three sacks in um, that game. However, I saw a stat where um, they were able to provide pressure and they were one of the least blitzed. Um, they, they were the defense that um, blitzed one of the least in the whole league in that week one. And they were still able to get pressure on Josh Allen. And add, That's incredibly impressive. And to add to that too, like you said, they only—I think they only had one blitz. I believe I saw I saw a little uh, stat out there, and out of the there were had three guys in the top five for most pressures on that defense. Three different defensive players had them uh, t- were in the top five for most pressures in week one, and only had one um, blitz, which is absolutely absurd because mm-hmm. that is. To get pressure like that without blitzing, that that's great because that means you have more coverage. You don't have to worry about um, losing, you know, having to get to the quarterback and having an open space yep. somewhere in the field. So that, that that was just phenomenal. Yeah. And the big thing is Josh Allen did not throw an interception, but he fumbled twice. That's yes, huge. it is. And and T.J. Watt got that big money. He got a big strip sack. Um, um, was it this? Still in the first half, second half. I can't remember, but that was you know a momentum changer, like you'd like to say. You know, I know you love momentum, and that really was a huge play that they needed mm-hmm. because that first half, Steelers' offense did not look good at all, and it was yeah, their the defense. Steel, the steel, I, I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was going to ask you. We can talk about Josh Allen throwing fifty times and not really being able to lead his team to victory, but I mean, on the other hand, hey man, is Ben Roethlisberger cooked? No, not at all. Because he looked, he looked well done. No pink in the middle. <laughs> I mean, he he obviously is older. And I mean, but I just think it was. We still have a new offensive coordinator this year, and he only played one preseason game. He looked great in that preseason game, but then again, you're playing against it's a preseason game in the end. So I think it's just gonna take a couple weeks, probably getting that playbook, a little bit of the um, slight changes they made to it, and get that. You know, get his rhythm back because he only played one preseason game. He's got to get that. Like every, that's why the week one's harder to determine one team if they played bad. It could have just been that they just you know, they didn't play all the preseason games. They just need those reps again to get going. So, but that was a big that was a big concern to me. But the defense did what I knew they could do, which was they can hold their own. But I didn't know if they could hold their own that long against Josh Allen at offense. So I want to ask a selfish question here. Okay. 
because I believed you, and I drafted Najee Harris in one of my fantasy football teams. What do you see from him? He only had 16 carries for 45 yards. Kind of disappointing. Yeah, it was, but he also played every snap of the game. And so that right there shows you that they are going to use him. That tells you that he, I mean, they played a good defense. Bills are a good defense. So that they, he is gonna, he's in the game every snap. So he's bound to have a game going against a, and they did run a ball. It's not like they didn't run a ball. Um, it's just the Bills defense. They had a different game plan for it too. And I think this week, especially against Oakland, look to him to at least get eighty plus yards this week, at least. Eighty plus yards. All right, I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay. And if my team loses again, I'm blaming it on you. I mean, it's just one player. It's hard to blame it on one player, but oh, we'll see. I'm blaming the whole thing. On All right, you do, you do what you want. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you sleep at night. Goodness gracious. It was a phenomenal game, and I was honestly shocked um, by not that the Steelers won, but the way that they won. Um, I, I think that that's a, that's a huge dub for them, um, especially as... Um, they have to face the Raiders next week, who had a huge win against your rival Ravens. That's right. And what a phenomenal game that um, happened on Monday night. Um, when you think about Monday night games, they usually aren't that good. Um, they're usually games that aren't that interesting. Um, you know, the quality of the Monday night football game has really devalued over, I'd say, the past six years. But that was a phenomenal game to kickstart. Um, the Raiders had to win the game twice. Um, the Ravens showed that they can still have a running game, but Derek Carr also showed that he 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 teases us with this stuff, but he showed that he may be able to take that next step that you'd want out of a QB. And that dude, Darren Waller, looks like. He is absolutely the real deal again. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what everyone was predicting, that he's the second best besides Kittle, besides Kelsey. I mean, he's passed Kittle, in my opinion, already. Um, Kittle's going to have the injury history. And I just think with his his quarterback situation, too. But, I mean, you can't. Derek Carr has been a guy overlooked a lot, too. Waller's doing it with Derek Carr out there. But I, I do think Derek Carr's a decent quarterback. He's just one of those mediocre ones. I don't think he's anything special. But, I mean, Darren Waller's just a different animal out there with this size Showed and speed. Showed up guts. Yeah. He made two phenomenal passes, or actually three phenomenal passes, when he had no timeouts, and and he had to get um, around, what, 40 yards? Or is it more than 40 yards? He had, he had to get around 40 to 45 yards, to get his team in the field goal range. Yeah. And he did that with three beautiful throws to set his team up to tie the game to yeah. push into overtime. No timeouts, which is incredible. Incredible. And then to win the game on a play, on a touchdown play, where you thought that they were just going to run the ball. Yeah. Absolutely just... phenomenal. Sure is. I just, it's just a Baltimore too. They're a good defense, and they let that happen. I mean, it's just being able, just letting them get yeah. those with no timeouts. I mean, you cannot yeah. let that happen. 
they they let them go straight through the middle which is yes. like 101 you you protect the you protect the sidelines but it wasn't just them giving these dump offs um you know 5 yards and they're gaining like 12 yards at a time they were gaining 15 to 20 yards each time down the seams that is absolutely unacceptable and not an effective way to win the game in those times yeah really disappointed with it, the ravens on that yeah i mean not having marcus peters could be a factor in that too but still that just being able to get over the middle that isn't on one guy and one cornerback to stop mm-hmm. that but still um mm-hmm. the ravens are way better than that and i mean that that the, I, they're still going to be okay and i think they're going to be obviously contending for the being mm-hmm. a division champs they're up at still in that discussion but still, yeah. that was just disappointing ending for them because I really didn't think they were going to let them be able to get down and have a chance to win that game. Yeah. And I, I thought that um, Lamar Jackson didn't play a great game, but he played good enough to win. And some of his teammates uh, definitely let him down. Um, yep. Mark Andrews, a uh, tight end who's supposed to, you know, I think you can call him a top five tight end in the league. Um, he did not look like a top five tight end. And as the person that's supposed to be their leading receiver, um, even though they they were they, you know they picked up Sammy Watkins in the off season, um, Hollywood Brown looked pretty good in the game, um, but for Mark Andrews to drop those passes and it didn't look like he was able to get open, really disappointing, and I, I think that's a huge factor into what um, caused the Ravens to lose. Absolutely, and then also is on Lamar Jackson as well. A couple more turnovers again. Um, the, the fumbles seem to still be a problem for Lamar Jackson still. Oh, man, and, you can't blame that on Lamar Jackson. He was getting well, hounded well, I know that, but by, by Max Crosby the whole damn game. Still, you got to hold on to the football. I know quarterbacks, but you know, being able to be able to run, you should think that you'd be able to hold the ball, being an being actual a ball carrier, per se, like an actual like a running back. Secondary. Man, there is only so many times that you can hold on to the ball if you continuously get hit. I know. It's just, but when he takes off, though, that one he was taken off and he fumbled it. Oh yeah, well that yeah that was a, that was a mistake. That, I'm thinking that's, about the fumble at the no, end. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, but that just that fumble, like he cannot have those kind of turnovers, especially fumbling the yeah. ball like that. I mean, yeah. if you're a running quarterback, you're gonna ha- you have to hold on to the football. I mean, yeah. you're yeah. you're a running back or like receiver, like is a, you're a position like a, a um position player at that point like uh i can't even think of the word whatever but you got to hold on to football if you're if you're that kind of player especially uh-huh. you can't you can't have turnovers like that to cost your team um points yeah um you really can't we'll see if the ravens are going to be able to come back because they're playing kansas city next week and that's a tough game. And dropping 0-2 in y'all's division is that's not that's not a good sign. Two games back in a in a division where um the Steelers and the Browns are looking to be in the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Whew. I mean I it's it, it, I, you don't want to be 0 2 in a division like this, that's for sure. That you are, you got a mountain to climb at that point right. early in the season. It's not going to be I, I, guess, I guess, I guess the silver lining is that the Browns eventually lost to the, the Chiefs last week. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is, I don't 
don't I don't know what to think about that game. I I know I know this isn't this isn't on our our script for today, but I don't know what to think about that game with the Browns going ahead of the Chiefs and then just letting them back in the game. It, the thing it showed me is that the Browns can keep up with any team. I think that they can go um, uh, shoot out with the team. But can their defense be able to – that showed me that their defense gave up all those points. But it is one of the, probably the best offense in the league in Kansas City to let them come back in the game. But, like, in big moments like that, when you, need, you have a defensive battle where you just need that one stop, is the Browns can be able to make that stop. They got a good defense, but – they weren't able to make that stop last week. Exactly. Well, I, I, I can't say that. The, the offense definitely put them the that defense at a disadvantage true. on that turnover. Yes, they sure did. That so was... I, I, can't, I can't blame that all on the Browns. Yeah. But, I mean, for the Browns to not be able to pull off that win, um, a little bit disappointing when you're talking about a team that um, has Super Bowl aspirations. And I think you can safely say that they do have Super Bowl aspirations. I agree. I mean, they proved themselves. I ain't actually. saying they're going to win it, but, you know, they ain't a conversation. Yeah, I mean, they, last they year they, a, they have a chance. They beat my Steelers in the playoffs last year. That's a big statement going into this year and giving some confidence that, hey, they and playing the Chiefs like that, even though they lost, I mean they did give up all those, let them back in the game, but they saw that lead they put on them. They can figure out how to stop them. They know mm-hmm. they can score on them. So yeah. now they'll see them again if they make the playoffs. And I think if that somehow happens, that would be one heck of a rematch. But they definitely are contenders for the. They they have they definitely have, contenders, yeah. All right, let's move on to this next game where it's going to be the first of two surprising results. And I don't think there was anything more surprising than Jameis Winston leading the Saints to a... I don't even know what that score was. Um, Oh, my goodness. Did the score end up being in the 40s? They no, they didn't. A thirty-eight-three win over the Packers. Do you? And, and and you know, I'm I'm all for hyperbole, and I'm I'm prone to it every now and then. That has to be one of the biggest wins in in at least like four or five years of just like. Damn, that happened? I like statement games and just like the biggest surprise of like a week one or just biggest, just didn't expect it at all. Did not expect that one bit. I mean, I had whatever, what was the spread? Whatever the spread was, I had Green Bay. I was like, that's an easy pick. I was like, oh, Green Bay is just, you know, the Saints, they lost Breeze. Yeah. They got a good defense, but I think Rodgers is going to be able to, he can beat any defense. So I, I was like all in, all of Green Bay's got this. Yeah, you you look at last year and the Saints beat the Bucks thirty eight to three in their first game last year. Oh, see, I forgot about that. And but that that didn't seem as dire as this ass whooping was. 
That and that was a straight up ass whooping. It was. I think it's also because you don't have Drew Brees at quarterback. You got Jameis Winston now. I think everyone's had had him written off like, oh, I mean, there's no way he's going to be uh-huh. able to even give the Saints a chance. They need to get a quarterback. He's this is going to be a terrible season. Like offense isn't going to be great because you have he can't even hit his targets and he's just so so inaccurate prior to this year and so he just this no one just had any hope in him at all i think even saints fans didn't have hope much hope in him honestly and i mean Jameis, you know he he didn't he threw the ball 20 times he threw for 148 yards and five touchdowns i can't even look at james and be like yo was that a good game (laughs) or like it definitely wasn't a bad game no. I, I, I maybe I can't say it was a good game. It wasn't a great game. It 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 looked like the Packers defeated themselves more than the Saints won. And goodness gracious, man! I, I Aaron totally Rodgers, mm. I that him and that man bun growing out his hair. He's going through a midlife crisis. He he, he better <laughs> that it better be over soon. Otherwise, he he. He should have just retired mm. when he said he was going to retire. Oh man, don't don't say that, man. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know you full of it, man. It, it it Aaron Rodgers is still a bad man, as my man and mentor Stephen A. Smith would always say. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's still a bad man. I agree, and I I think the sh- most shocking part about that is that like holding Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay to three points is a surprising thing. And the pick- 38 points from New Orleans is not surprising. It is Green Bay not being able to even score a touchdown. And- I don't even think they had over um, 200 yards on the day. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers uh, throwing two interceptions too. I mean, I think he went through four all of last year, uh, something like that. I mean that having two in the first game, that's I mean, not he was like MVP him. last year. I know that's not Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, the season he had last year was incredible. And he had two interceptions, no touchdowns, only 133 yards, 15 for 28. That is just a very, very rare occurrence that we're not used to seeing from Aaron Rodgers. I. That was absolutely Aaron Rodgers' worst game of his career. I I think it's yeah I could it's up there. I'd have to probably and look at other There's stats. no other way for him to go but up. Um, I true. I still think he's um, a phenomenal QB. I still think Green Bay is a really good team. Um, but wow, this is a wake up call. Sure it's going to be eyes on them next week. In this upcoming week, they better do something. Otherwise, people are going to be doubting. I hope you didn't put money on them. Um, no, I didn't. Oh, well, good. good. Not this. Not this week. Not this. I was, I was sitting out this week. They they killed me last you week. Said, so. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. How out. about those people that thought they got Aaron Rodgers um, for a steal in those late round fantasy footballs? Oh, uh, that was I one had... of them. One league. Oh man. Are you... <laughs> one one point three two. That's the point. Only one oh, point. Man. That from a quarterback that is terrible, man. A quarterback getting one point is you that's might as well terrible, man. 
I mean, he's knucklehead. But he's that's you get one point fantasy with a quarterback, you're done. I, I, you pretty much have to get carried by your uh, your receivers and running backs. Yep. And your kicker's yep. got to go off for like 15. Defense has got to mm-hmm. get a couple touchdowns. It's so <laughs> everything has to go right. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's so surprising, man. The other surprising game of this weekend was none other than the Cardinals putting a whooping up on the Titans. And even the Titans head coach was was talking about my man Julio because Julio did not play well and then got a dumb personal foul. <laughs> That's right. He, he was. I actually drafted him. I was kind of hoping, hyping him up a little bit, a little bit, being on a new team, um, being like kind of like the number two receiver because I feel like AJ Brown's still going to get the the number one corner, so they might switch depending on who's going, who's more hot that day. But I just, but he just did not look good Sunday at all. Knucklehead. <laughs> yeah, Poor. I mean, Ky- Kyler Murray was phenomenal the dude was absolutely great throwing the ball made some really tough throws and made it look absolutely easy is this dude actually in the mvp conversation i mean it's after week one but he showed us something there that it could be possible if he keeps if he's able to make those throws not even have those huge of days as he had um against other teams but like dude balled out using his arm yes that's the main thing his arm we know he can run the ball too but with him his arm looking like that i mean that especially that one throw he made rolling out like just lobbed it up pretty much just yep. kind of like it was falling back just and it ended up being like a a dime it dropped dime. it right in, right in a bread basket and, and that that wasn't a lucky throw no you I, could you there's sometimes when you're like Okay, that's an Eli Manning in the Super Bowl lucky throw. That was not it. That was a that, that that was a calculated throw where he knew where to put it to where his wide receivers were gonna get it, and that's what happened. An absolute dime. Yeah. And um, it was probably the best throw of the weekend for sure. Um, at least of the NFL. That was just incredible. yeah, yeah. And DeAndre Hopkins still looking great. Um, but how about this defense? Um, yeah. That that man um, Chandler Jones, Jones five sacks, one game. That is that's Madden. That's like you're playing Madden and getting that and just blitzing every time to get that number. It it's absolutely ridiculous. What? They ended up getting six sacks on the day. Your boy. Um, J.J. Watt did not get a sack. I know you put money on down for him to get a sack. But overall, that that um, Arizona defense has slowly been getting better and better, and they are absolutely looking like the real deal, too. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. And back to that Chandler Jones, too. So he got five sacks that game. Five sacks? And, 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 and the total sacks for the sack leader last year was 15, right? Correct? Um, I think so. That is obscure, obscure. Yeah, it absolutely is obscure. Obscure. A little bit of that country came out of you, huh? Yeah, that's the South, man. 
That's a Sal talking. Yeah, you've only been here a few months, and it's I already hear it, man. Well, I'm from West Virginia originally, I hear that so in your voice. probably West... hanging out with Venom too much too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh man. But <laughs> Arizona looked good, and Tennessee looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry was non-existent that game at all. But they got when you're down like that. That's a problem with the Titans. If they get down, all Derrick Henry can do is pretty much run, and he really don't have much opportunity to run the ball when you're down. So they did yeah, look awful. He, um... Yeah, he was a disappointment. A.J. Brown had four catches for 49 yards, one touchdown. Um, Julio Jones had three catches for 29 yards, no touchdowns. That's a Michael Thomas game right there. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't 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 do that. Man. But you're allowed, to, you're allowed to say he's having that. He's not, I, he's not will, on your team anymore. I will refuse to upload this this podcast onto my RSS feed if you mention that name one more time. Oh, man. Did you see the people in my chat yesterday working around saying that, that man's name? They, they would put the, um, the zero instead of the, oh, I had to, ma- I had to ban that word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you opened up the floodgates, man, when you're saying how much you love Michael Thomas, so. I, I Tennessee looked terrible. (laughs) Um, And absolutely um, a disappointment as we chose, I think we both chose them to win the AFC South. Um, But quite frankly, Carson Wentz and the Colts aren't good. Um, Jacksonville isn't good. Urban Meyer's looking to go to um, USC this week. Um, They aren't good. Um, the only other team in, in the South that may be competing with them is um, the Texans, led by Tyrod Taylor. And we don't know exactly if the Texans are good. They weren't supposed to be good. They don't have their best player who's on administrative leave. or he, I, He's not on administrative leave, but he ain't playing. Yeah, he's not he's, playing. He's in, he's in some de facto administrative leave. <laughs> but if you're thinking about the only team to challenge this poor Titans team is is Houston. My goodness, man! It, it, that that whole division is not looking good right as of this moment. No, not at all. They're definitely the look like the winkest link in the AFC as a whole down in that division. Um, so Titans are lucky in that in that sense that. They lose in that game. And Arizona, I like I said, I predicted them to go to the playoffs. They're a great team. So losing that game, and it's an NFC opponent, doesn't hurt them as much when you lose mm-hmm. those NFC opponent games when it comes to the playoff picture because it gives yeah. division and then AFC opponents after the second tiebreaker. So it's you know it's week one, two, but still, I mean, let's see how they bounce back in week two because, I mean, they just did not look good at all. Yeah, they, they just absolutely didn't. Um, and we'll see who they play in week two. But not before we go talk about this last game. Um, that was not a shock to me. And it could have been very interesting. 
Um, it, it well, I, it not it could have been very interesting. It was very interesting, um, and and that has to be the kickoff game, none other than that Thursday night game. Um, the Buccaneers playing the Cowboys, um, where the Cowboys looked really good. Their defense did not look too strong, um, but I think that's not a good barometer when you're going up a, a team like the Buccaneers, who they looked like they had three number one receivers, man. I don't know if there's going to be a defense out there that can stop that. No. And, bet... and for Dak Prescott to come back from that injury, throw over 50 times, and he put his team in a situation to win. He sure I, did. I counted one bad pass by Dak Prescott. And that was one time when he got a little too frisky trying to push it over the middle and the guy got intercepted. But that was the only bad pass that happened from Dak Prescott. And that, you can expect those things. I'm not even going to count that one against them. No. Dak Prescott looked good. And I'd even say that Dak Prescott looked better than Tom Brady. I, I agree. I totally agree. And like you said, that he put him in his, position, his team in a position to win, and it went on to kicker, missing those field goals and an extra point. Right? He missed two field goals, extra point, I believe. Um yeah, yeah, that damn kicker. That, that it's the kicker the reason why they didn't win that game. It is. He is. It is absolutely the kicker on why they didn't win that game. Yeah. Or actually, I, I can't say that yeah. because I don't know. I don't know what the Buccaneers um, would have done if they had to go down and get a touchdown. True. Because that's what they would have needed if that extra point in that other field goal that were easy um, would have been made. Um, but we can definitely agree that trying to go down in the final minutes and getting a touchdown is very different than trying to go down and just get a field goal. Absolutely. It puts a lot more pressure. Your playbook changes. You have to figure out. You have a lot more yardage to go. And, yeah, it definitely changes so much when, when you change it from a, a three-point mm-hmm. game to having to score a touchdown for sure. And mm-hmm. But, like – Dak just looked amazing, and I even like anytime Dak's in that lineup since like the last three years, he's just especially last year, especially before he got hurt, man, he was just on fire. He was the MVP of that after those first four games, correct? I think he got injured in the fifth game. I think, I think that's correct. Something around that, he was looking phenomenal. Yeah, he was looking absolutely phenomenal, and he looked phenomenal. Um, in, in that game against um, the Bucks, especially when he didn't have the the running game yep. to support him. And, and I think that was part of the game plan. Yeah. Um, but, man, you get you if they put um, – if they are actually able to run the ball, it's just going to make Dak better. Absolutely. Now I was about to – I was going to get to that point too, and you just um, hit on it. And that's – that like that was their game plan going in. That was just a, was just a – Toss the pigskin around. Let Dak just mm-hmm. beat him with, his, with the weapons out there. And But when Zeke, having him now, after he what Dak just did, with it was pretty much all him just throwing the ball, and you, you mix up with that running game, and you know what Zeke can do. Um, and those two feed off each other too. So, I mean, that, that, mm-hmm. it, that, is, that game for Cowboys fans should be very, very happy and excited to see what the rest of the season holds for them because if they can keep that – offense like they played man 
I think yeah. they're. I mean, they got the division easy if that's the case, and might be able to have a run in the playoffs this year, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I, I still think that this um, this Dallas team, I think they can still go twelve and five. Absolutely. I, I think doable. they are that good. They are. They're a scary team. You don't want to play them, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. That that's a team you hope to miss. You don't have to get matched up against them. Yeah, hopefully they'll be able to get a pass rush. Um, but you know they got that man Dan Quinn. <laughs> I think Dan. I think Dan Quinn allergic to a pass rush. If you ask me, I well, know this from experience. Say, well, you would I'm know. Not, I'm not trying to hate on Dallas or anything, but I just know. I I, I just know. Yeah. That man is allergic. You've been through to, it, man. To a damn pass rush. What are you looking forward to in week two? What are the questions you want answered in week two? Question week two, first and foremost, is Aaron Rodgers going to bounce back? He has a perfect yeah, opportunity. Absolutely. Perfect yeah, opportunity right against there. a division opponent he's been just dominating ever since he's been a starter um, for the uh, Green Bay Packers against the Lions. And that's going to he's going to be that's going to be the game to watch to see is he going to rebound? Is he going to be back to the Aaron Rodgers we we know? And is Devontae Adams still got Devontae Adams there? And he really didn't do much. I mean, he he did make some plays, but you know he just couldn't do much with how they looked. I mean, Rodgers is so bad. So this is a, this yeah. is going to be a big question and a big rebound game for him. And I think I think he will. I think Aaron Rodgers will bounce back. It's it's it's, it's back home in Green Bay in front of the fans. I think that's going to be a help to him as well. Um, if he doesn't get booed, well, he might get booed, and well, he, who knows? He might feed off that and just man, just go off. So. I also think the fans are would be idiots if they. Booed oh, of course, him, you know, fans oh. are typically idiots. Yeah, they're are. fanatics. Yep, that's what happens. The thing that I'm looking forward to, because it's more personal to me, my team in that division. I want to know if Jameis is, is for real or not. Does he actually know where to throw the ball? Is his eyes actually that good? Or is this Saints team can going to continue to be good without Drew Brees? And then also, they're without that other bum wide receiver. Maybe that's a benefit to them. It probably is a benefit to them. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see if are the Saints actually going to be good. Are they going to be able to push that Bucks team? Because I, I can tell you, if we're going to talk about last year, I, I, I think that Saints team was definitely better than the Bucks. Um, now, Drew Brees had an epic meltdown in that playoff game. And it's not like Tom Brady looked phenomenal in that playoff game. No. But if, um, if Jameis Winston is actually able to lead that team... That's going to be very interesting to look at um, and a very interesting development um, for the NFC as a whole. That changes the complexion of the NFC if the Saints are actually able to be good with James. It sure does. And another thing he has, all James has to do is not turn the ball over, in which he's struggled with in the past. And if he can do what he did on Sunday, just even if it doesn't throw out much, but he's consistent, 
he was very efficient with his – he had five touchdown pass, t- passes and, like, what, 14 throws? So, yeah. I mean, if you can just stay very efficient, he has a great defense behind him. That defense is very, very, very good defense. And I think they're still missing a couple people. Um, so, I think having him, if he can just be efficient, be a good um, game manager, don't mm-hmm. turn the ball over, and let that defense um, pick you up, yeah, they they could be a scary team and a, and a dark horse this year. Outside of the Steelers, because apparently they have to put that caveat <laughs> on. <laughs> what what is what is another interesting game that you're looking forward to? Another interesting game. Let's see. Let's not prepare. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you we what, team. I'm I'm. Let's hear yours. I, I, I think I'm I'm very interested in that Titan Seahawks. Oh did, yeah. I want to see cool. if the Titans are gonna be bounced back because the Titans should be good, right? Um they did lose their offensive coordinator to the Falcons, and I, I don't even know if that bum is good because he looked like a certified bum in week one. Um but you know, I wanna see are the Titans gonna be able to um bounce back and are the Seahawks gonna be really good. Because they're one to know, and Russell, and Russell good Wilson's going to be Russell Wilson. And okay, he he's going to be him, and that's a given. And Lockett went off on Sunday. He was the receiver mm-hmm. that went off, and and um, even Metcalf finally got it, found the end zone there late. But it's just with those two, one of them is going to be have their game. It's going to be one or the other because they're just one A one B when it comes to WR one. So I I think. Russ is doing what he did last year, but can he be? Can he hold it all longer this year? Last year he kind of fell off. He had a, he had that MVP esque start last year where he was just going off. Uh huh. And can he keep that going this year? Because he's already off to another great start with the game he had on Sunday. And of course his deep ball still looks beautiful. One it's probably the best deep ball in a game just by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. I just love to see that deep ball every every game. Who else, what other game are you looking forward to? Actually, <clears throat> Chargers versus Cowboys. Uh, yeah, that is going to be a good game. It's a lot of good games this next yeah. weekend. Chargers, I just want to see Justin Herbert up against Dak. I want to see both of them sling the ball. And I, I still think that Dallas is going to be running it more. But I think mm-hmm. it might be a shootout. Um, as we know, Justin Herbert, seeing what he's got a year over a little over a year now, um in a game and he still he looks pretty good he he got his team a win he didn't look yep. great on sunday um but i think that was all just as a that was a team kind of struggled as a team and you know some of the receivers some drops but we'll see what he does against the um the cowboys because i i think that's going to be a, a high scoring game this mm-hmm. sunday yeah most definitely and i think we're all going to be looking towards the chiefs and the ravens <laughs> Oh yeah, just because course. Mahomes is always must see TV. Yeah, and and honestly, I think Lamar Jackson is must see TV as well. Um, but it's going to be interesting because the Ravens don't need to go zero and two, and the Chiefs kind of scuffled last week a little bit. Let's see if they'll be able to bounce back and show that dominance. But it's going to be tough against that really good team. It is. It sure is. 
Your Ravens had a rough one. Well, I mean, Raiders, I'm looking at the schedule, they probably thought, the, I mean, they were favored in the game, but, yeah, when you, you lose that one, it has to go into a, the powerhouse of, of the Chiefs. That's that's rough. Rough start. So, let's transition a little bit into Major League Baseball. We have two weeks left. We've gone into much detail about the potential of um, of who's going to make the playoffs. It's going to be very interesting to see how that turns out. But there are two MVP conversations that we got to look at. The first one is the AL. Who do you have, Otani or Vladdy Daddy Jr.? I'm going with my pick at early in the season, Vladdy Daddy Jr. I've I've yeah, been riding with him the whole go way. With Vlad too. I mean, the way that he's he's helping propel that that Blue Jays team and has the potential for a triple crown. If he gets that triple crown, I think that it should be a no doubt. But I'm not sure if, if he's going to be able to do that. Uh, Jose Abreu is currently holding that spot right now. Yeah. It's... But even if he doesn't get the – say if he doesn't get the triple crown, do you still have Flatty Daddy? I still do because I think that they're yeah. going to make the playoffs – and pretty mm. much solely on his back this year. Um, I've had a player step up. Simeon's, uh, Simeon's, Simeon's yeah, been playing at he's MVP in my good level, too. But I just think with Vladdy just being as consistent consistent as he has been the whole year, it's just allowed other players mm-hmm. to kind of get the time to step up. And once they yeah. got got going, then that's yeah. when the rest of the team just started. And they're doing they're, – I mean, their pitching is not that great. they got Robbie Ray, who's been going off recently, but – I think that's what's going to hurt him in the if in the, in the playoff run if they do make the playoffs is their rotation and their bullpen. That's yeah. I think they're that obviously is their weakness. They got great offense, young offense, but they they have some work to do um, in the future here in the next couple of years and getting that rotation mm-hmm. and bullpen figured out and some additions. But I still go with Laddie. I, I mean, Otani's been great. I mean, being a pitcher and a and a hitter this year, he's up there with the home run chase here for the lead and. It's amazing, but his average is down. I know he's not an average hitter, but what Vladdy's doing, like all three categories up the top, it's just man. And then yeah. leading his team, Otani, big, big. A lot of people like to throw out Otani. The the Angels aren't going to make this, the playoffs, and then the Blue Jays have a good chance of making the playoffs. I mean, they're right there. It's going to be a, this final stretch is going to be very fun to watch. I'm um, in AL East for sure. Um, to see this wild card spots play Definitely. out, um, but I, that's what and that's another that's kind of the icing on the cake for my Vladdy pick is just his mm-hmm. he's getting his team to the play a playoff opportunity. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Now let's go over to the NL because you know I've been a big proponent of Austin Riley and Freddie Freeman and Max Muncie. Um. Now I didn't. I never said that they were going to be shoe wins, but I did think they needed to be on in the conversation. However, you got to look at what Bryce Harper has done over the past few weeks, and been like, "Damn, he's really put his name solely against Tatis in that race." Yes. However, 
I'm not sure even if Harper is on fire if he should get it over Tatis. And quite frankly, both teams might not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is a different so who situation. Wins it at that point? See this? Who wins it at that point? Like, you know, it, it's, yeah, Bryce is doing this now, and his team still might not make the playoffs. They yeah. might, but they might not. Yeah, I mean, they, they have the, the better odds, I think, but, I mean, they, they could both be on the outside looking in come October, and I, this is kind of more, this is a tough one because Harper has come on late. Tatis is still, I mean, he's still good, but, I, I mean, I haven't really honestly been paying too much attention to that, but he's not been going off like he was there early, but it, I mean, it could be injury related too. He's just, they're, they're kind of catching up to him and not being able to. I mean, dude's like still been going off. It just hasn't been at the same rate as he yeah, was before, exactly. which is kind of unsustainable. But on um, this past, uh, this past week when Tatis was playing against the Giants, or I think it was a couple days ago against Kevin Gossman, a potential Cy Young guy. He went four for four in that game. Yeah, dude's still hitting. He's Dude still. is still a monster, and he's hanging in. He hasn't been injured, and mm-hmm. with him hanging in, I still got to go with Tatis. I, I think I do too. And Harper has been going off recently. Like his last like twelve games have been pretty um, phenomenal. But I, I still probably go with Tatis here as well because looking for at the whole season as a whole, and when they didn't have him. They were kind of falling off, and then when they came back, at you know accelerated them back into the race again. And what he means to that Padres team, I think he means more than Harper does to the Phillies. Yeah, I feel that. Now, my here's my thing: that when you look at Bryce Harper and the Phillies, they've been scuffling. It's not like they've been playing phenomenal ball. Bryce Harper does good in their wins, but in their losses, he's he's not there. He's invisible. And yeah. I think that has to be taken into account as well. Yeah. That, like, they, you know, they they lost um, a couple games to Colorado. They got swept by Arizona. They lost two out of three to Arizona at home. If, if, if the MVP is on my team, that's not happening. So it's it's like, is he putting up empty stats? Because people are looking at just the stats, but are kind of ignoring how this Phillies team still isn't like you. The way that Bryce Harper is going off, you think that the Phillies would be in first place, and and wouldn't be five hundred in their past ten games, and five hundred in their past twenty games. You think that they'd have a better record, but they don't. So how valuable has his has his bad actually been? And it's hard to put all that on one player still yeah, in it baseball. Is. It is. But still, you think that they would be better than where they're at, like the record wise, and 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 more of a division chance of division, or because that division right now, it's it's probably one of the it, it, central's the weakest. But they still, I mean, they even have division chances like between. Um, two teams um from that i thought i thought braves were gonna run away with it to be honest and because the, the phillies just 
I didn't think they were going to be able to come back. I did say, predict that they were going to make the playoffs, though, a few weeks yeah. ago. But, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 you do got to take that in consideration, that Harper, you think that the, the rest of the team would feed off it, and he would be making a bigger difference with their record with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and all I'm asking is, like, are these empty stats? They could be, and I and they, they very have a possibly so of emptiness. Yeah, they have a tinge. Of they emptiness. do. They do. All right, let's get into our slip and demand picks of the week. We have four games for you, where we are going to be picking NFL games against the spread. It's going to be very interesting games. First game. Chiefs minus three and a half at the Ravens. Who do you have? I have Chiefs minus three and a half. You have Chiefs minus three and a half? Yep. Ooh, man. Um, I think I'm going to go. I think the Ravens are going to bounce back, and I still think they're going to be able to keep it close. So I am going to go with Ravens plus three and a half. And I, one thing I've learned about myself is that I love taking some points, man. You give me some points. I got that game yesterday with the Giants in, in Washington. I took those points, and it was safe. I was good to go. <laughs> I will see. That's going to be a good game. That's a tough one to pick, especially with the spread. So um, I'll put this down here. So, so- – okay. Next, we have the Cowboys at the Chargers. Cowboys plus three at the Chargers. Wow. Um, and now, this would regularly be a push, but they're saying the Chargers are even, but getting the three points at, at home. What do, you, what do you got with that? Cowboys plus three. Cowboys plus three? Mm-hmm. I think I got Cowboys plus three too, man. I mean, that, that's that's, that's hard. Yeah, I mean, I mean is, 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 oh, is that a gimme? Lord. Yeah, that, I think is, is that a gimme? That is a gimme, I think. Oh, man. I mean, Next, and this is surprising, especially after what we talked about this past week and how the Lions almost came back against the um, – how the Lions almost came back against the 49ers. They were driving 90 yards to go, no timeouts like Phillip Rivers. We have Lions plus ten and a half at the Packers. What you got here? I'm going Lions plus ten and a half. Ooh man, I'm going. I'm taking the points too, man. Are we really? Goodness gracious! I thought you were going to go Green Bay right there. I really thought you were going to go Green Bay. It's too tough. Ten and man. a half. Ten and a half is a too lot. much, man. It is way too ten much. Ten and a half is too much. They're 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 slipping on us. They are slipping. Slipping what it happened, in, on man. Us. What happened there? All right. And finally, in the last game that we talked about a little bit of what we're looking forward to, we have Titans plus five and a half at the Seahawks. What do you have here? Um, I th- I'm i going to go Seahawks minus five and a half. Ooh, you're going to go Seahawks? Go Hawks, right? Go Hawks. Well, not for me because I'm going <laughs> Titans. I think my boy Julio Jones is going to have a big game and going to fight back. All right. We'll, All right. we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see then. All right then. Um, but right now, um, compared to the last games, um, the last time we picked, uh, I chose Wisconsin and the Giants, and you chose Wisconsin and the Dodgers. Uh, Wisconsin lost to Penn State, 
and the Giants um, beat the Dodgers. Um, that pushes my overall record to five and six. That pushes your record to six and five. And there we go on the screen. There. Wait, did you get two losses there? You're five and six. Wait a second. You slipped up there. I, I hey, that's not up there. I, I messed up. Okay. Oh, you're five and six. We're even, baby. <laughs> We're even. Uh, yes. Never, never happened before. Oh, my goodness. We're even. All right. Someone's not going to be even here. Or maybe it could be. Um, we'll see. That's going to be good. Do we have a Twitch clip of the week? We do. All right. Let's see it. All right. Let's get over to it. Let's hope this transitions smoothly. Okay. Oh. Uh-oh. Clip of the week. Oh, damn. This, this clip is from earlier in the week when Slip, he Slip, the little preps here, he loves to talk about momentum. He loves, he's he, full believer in momentum. So this is a clip. Um, we caught him slipping here. During his stream, there. I don't know. So let's let's check out this clip, and it's kind of an inside joke. So some of you might not get it because um, you had to be there. But really, and and all a slip doesn't believe in momentum. Really, that I don't. It, it's not a factor. Momentum is made up. It's fake. So, it's illogical. Uh he, he yeah. See, he's oblivious. He doesn't even get it. So let's. This is why this clip's funny. So let's see what this clip has to offer. Scherzer might be the momentum swinger for this Dodgers team. Scherzer might be the momentum swinger for this Dodgers team. Goodness gracious. <laughs> momentum just, swinger, huh? Look at that. Momentum just, swinger. So what, what happened? So let, let's hear about so what happened there. Literally. So th this is what happened. I was just talking, and I was just talking. I was gas bagging, and, and I, I slipped up. It just, it just came out of my mouth, man. I, I guess, I guess I have a little bit of momentum belief in me, but that's just. And that must be how you got your nickname. General concept. It's nonsense. That's how you got your nickname, huh? You just you slipped up so many times, and just like, okay, what's gonna cost me in a slip? Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Anyway, this has been Slip in the Man, where we bring you the biggest topics and news, along with our jokes, thoughts, notes, opinions, outlook, viewpoints, and beliefs. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Please rate, subscribe, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review, and we'll talk to you next week. And as always, don't slip on the man. Don't slip on the man. <laughs>